When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> yeah, you Great can have visual. that one. I, I I get it. It's it's kind of funny. He'd skip school and the principals chasing him around town. But the baseball scene, it uh, it ruins the entire process. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. And um, look, I love doing Ask Slee, but the reason I really like doing Ask Slee is because Slee does not like doing Ask Slee. Right. So that <laughs> that elevates it to a different spot. But I got to tell the listeners something right now. This this was a new one for me. It made me sit back in my chair for a second. When Yates says to me, hey, you missed one. You got to go back and do this other one coming out. Like, I'm like, Alan is so quickly trying to hammer past. He's trying to get out of there as soon as possible at all times. <laughs> exactly. So, yes. you wanted this one here, Yates. It's uh, yes. from Ryan in La Jolla. It says, What is Clinton's car wash game? One, gas station wash. Two, go to the hand wash. Or three, full baller and have the mobile guy come to your house. Hashtag okay, ask Yates. So, here's, here, this is a great question for a couple reasons. Number one, not the gas station car wash. That's just not, that's not good enough for me. Number two, I go, I go to the big wash. You know what I mean? I ask for like the medium. I don't get the basic. I don't get the crazy when I ask for the you medium. You want the armor all on the tires. I, <laughs> I want the armor all on the tires. But here's the deal. During the pandemic and lockdown, because of the fact that we had so much more time to do things, I got really into watching car detailing videos. And, like, <laughs> really? for whatever reason, I have become, like, a serious car detailing watcher person. And I haven't done that with our ride, but I'm getting close. And there's a detailer across the street from my house that I will sometimes – I won't go so far as to get a picnic chair, but I'll go over there. <laughs> I'll bring up. a beverage and talk to him and watch them clean the daggone cars. This okay, is a but, major point of interest for me but, beyond but is, my own vehicle. <laughs> this is what I do. So this is just so I have this clear. You like to watch the videos. You'll walk across to your neighbor's car wash guy yeah. and chat him up while he does it. Yeah. But you have not taken the next step and implemented these practices on your own car. Okay. So what I did do one time when the woman I love was living where she lived at the time, I took her car to a serious detailer to sort of surprise her. I was like, your car's kind of messy. Let me clean it up. I took it to some people that did some stuff. I did some then other work myself. Oh, you polished it up after, after that. A pop, a pop into AutoZone, absolutely, <laughs> which is halfway just a reason to kind of buy some of the stuff that sure. I've been seeing. You know what I mean? But I used it. You know, I sort of, I sort of cleaned, it, I cleaned it up. And so I'm not at full. The guy I watch is called The Detail Geek. If you want to check him out, check him out. He's pretty cool. He's in Canada. He's really smart and does a good job. I'm not there yet. That guy's a professional, and there's a lot of other professionals online. But I very much enjoy the sort of relaxation AMSR level of watching somebody clean their car big time. That's a if, huge if, part of my life. I'm not even joking. If you want to get some reps, just let me know. I'll swing by. No, can... I'm not watching your car. <laughs> That's never going to happen. Well, I'm just saying you, you sounded interested. That. You sounded no, like it's something you wanted car. to get your feet wet. <laughs> you know, if you had all the stuff, I would consider it. If you said, hey. I'm going to buy you a setup, and you just got to use it, and you can come back and I'm wash your car whenever you want. I'm not going to go to Sears and get you a power washer. <laughs> I mean, that's the, half the fun. What are we talking about? Power washing stuff is a, is a blast, literally. 
Pun joke there. Anyway. So you you and I have both not not at the same time, but you and I have both been to the College World Series, and it's one of my my yes. favorite events. It's just it's it's terrific. Now, I did the typical thing. I went and I would eat at night. I would have some drinks. I would hang out, and then we'd go watch baseball during the day. Watch baseball at night, and repeat for a few days. Just a, a wonderful experience that I had. Um, mm-hmm. You <laughs> had a different experience. <laughs> Well, your your experience involved playing in a softball game at some point. How did how did this happen? So okay, this is this is kind of long winded, but here's the short version. Basically, I've been to Omaha three times uh, to cover the College World Series. I met a guy on the internet who lives there and works there. So I have like a local in okay. Omaha, like the trap room, dope joint. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever, and. The guys that would come in there were all just sort of randos who knew each other. And one guy came in one time and was like, and to be fair, part of the reason why I like it is that it's not one of these places where somebody's going to point at me and say, oh, my God, it's you. You're the the guy from ESPN. Right. That's not going to happen in this place. (laughs) However, one time it did. And the guy was like, I'm only saying that because I know you play softball and I want you to come out with our team. And I was like, bro, okay. But he's like, bro, we have like dedicated unis and i'll give you a hat and i was like oh okay and they were pretty sweet looking i was like these guys are for real so next thing i know you know we changed numbers he's like hey man you know we play on whatever wednesday night there was a game that was canceled i was worn out anyway and i was like you know what let me ride on over the border to iowa and i'll play and i played first base drank some beers got some seeds ate them in the dugout you know, I got a double, scored a couple runs, made a <laughs> made a web gem. It was fun. You know what I'm saying? I made some friends. You know the, what I mean? What do you the want best, me to say? The best two two things you mentioned in that, that I really like. Number one, you drank some beers, which is a very yeah. good idea. Number two, I you don't normally do that either when I play in ball. I did that this time. I gave I gave them the full they got the elite tier experience for you. First of That's all, I'm gonna have to ask you to slow down on playing ball with softball. <laughs> that, 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 okay. we're, we're gonna have to I mean, bump the brakes on that just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, you said that you played first base. That's the correct position to play in softball. Oh yeah, you just yeah. stand it's there the and only, catch the I mean, ball. Well, and you can you can get some throws, and when you, you throw it around after outs, you look like you're the leader. Trust me, I know this <laughs> game. I used to play on the left, the other side of the infield when I was an actual baseball player. There was a point when I realized, yep, yeah, I'm just gonna stand over here and get loud, make some picks, and act like I'm the guy running the show. That's right. And when you get that little short out. hop and you dig it out, you feel like you're Steve Garvey, and you keep it moving. <laughs> this is exactly what happens. So the first play, so the first AB. I got up, and I swung and missed at a pitch. That happens if you're not, you know, whatever. You're not used to seeing the ball come out of nowhere. Second one, I ended up fouling off. So I foul out, and they're like, oh, this guy's a clown. And I was like, oh, <laughs> dang it. So on the next at-bat, I mean, on the next, the next frame, I'm playing first base, and the guy sails one over my head nearly. I skied, and I caught it, but I was like, bro, keep it down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we end, up, we end up getting two outs, right? And so the next ball, ball goes into the hole, sort of ranging to his right uh, shortstop. He brings it over, and there's two down. And I was like, okay, I can pick this. Scooped it and just flipped it back and ran off the field. You know what I'm saying? Didn't even think twice about it. And they were like, oh, okay. I see this dude knows what he's doing. So it was a fun time all around. But that's how I ended up playing softball in Iowa during the middle of the country. <laughs> Council Bluffs, right? Right across the yeah, river. Yeah, c- correct. Bingo. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I'm familiar. You know. All right. Yeah. David Rodriguez writes on Twitter, uh, that's why I don't like LeBron. Once the team's looking bad, he's out. Uh, he's crazy to try to go back to Cleveland. Okay. Let, let's let's kind of jump back into this a second, Yates, because the LeBron love in Cleveland was real this weekend. It was. Sure. It was it was genuine, it was sincere, and it was and there were lots of it. Um, which in LeBron in, in no particular order, 
made it sound like he might be willing to go somewhere else. Yep. Made it sound like he wants to play with his kid beyond his time in the Lakers. Made it very clear that Sam Presti is his GM of choice. That <laughs> that the uh, uh, Les Sneeds t-shirt F them picks that LeBron retweeted and said, my type of guy, right after the <laughs> Lakers did nothing at the trade deadline. So Le- LeBron did what he does. He does those things where he puts all of the vibes out in the universe, but actually saying what it is that he is upset about. He makes it very clear. We call this LeBron upset. diplomacy. Yes, <laughs> yes the LeBron. <laughs> de- I like that. That should be a capital L, capital yes, D, right? Exactly. It's like the Monroe Doctrine. It's the LeBron <laughs> diplomacy, right? It's, by the way, when I got into this, I didn't think I'd bring up the Monroe Doctrine. At any right, point. That, that, that's a pretty good pull right there. President's Day, all right, let's go. Hey, yeah, right, there you go. Let's I didn't go. even put it together. There you go. Um, so Laker fans are frustrated. Now Laker fans are saying that LeBron thinks he's bigger than the Lakers and LeBron this, that, and the next thing. And this is the inevitable conclusion of this season that's taking place. LeBron's the, – the clock is ticking really loudly on his career. Yeah. He's still a very, very elite player, but he's in year 19. The end is near. And he doesn't want to go out just kind of floating through these seasons like this, and Laker fans aren't having any of it. It's tough because – the bottom line is, is that I don't think anybody here is in the wrong. I, I don't think that no, I don't think that anybody has acted in bad faith. I don't think that anybody has tried to mislead anyone. I just think that the decisions that everybody made together were unsuccessful, and that's why it's difficult. Because when you're all sitting there, you can say, you can kind of equivocate between bus. Palenka and LeBron in terms of why things are the way that they are but it's basically all three of them in some regard you know what I mean you know because if you're trusting Palenka to make the moves that he makes you're trusting him to be able to stand up to LeBron if you're bust you wanted LeBron there for a lot of reasons but if you're LeBron you want to make sure that Palenka doesn't do everything because you want certain things it all works together Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and nobody has anybody to blame and so for that that guy to say you know LeBron when the team's bad he just leaves and he cuts bait sorry LeBron's the best player on the team that's how it works in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I don't know that. It's yeah, not if Giannis the best... left the Bucks, the Bucks would be worse than before Giannis was there. That's just right. how and these things add up. And it's not about him being the best player on the team from the past based on reputation. He's the best player on the team right now. So, yeah, you have to listen to him. There's really nothing from other than a competition standpoint you can argue with about that, and that's what's tricky about that situation is that he's got full right to feel how he feels. It's just never really happened in this town that way, and that's why it feels unfamiliar. Let's try a phone call here. Let's go to Pico Rivera and Justin. Justin, you're on with Travis and Clinton. What's up? I know it's Jesse. The uh... Oh, sorry, Jesse. What's up? What up, man? How are you? Welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. Hey, Jesse. how are you? You're on the Jesse, air, buddy. Justin, Jim, James. Well, I, I was calling because, dude, we've seen great players. Yeah, we got a bad phone call here. But, I yeah, mean, that, that didn't work connection. out. Let's move right along. Yeah. That was hey, tough. But I, I'm looking, Laker fans, and, and again, like you said, yeah, it's, Lake, I, I get why Laker fans feel the way they do. I, I do. I get that they hold the Lakers very close to their heart. It's a part of who they are, and they don't like to see anyone else look at it as a destination as another spot on my journey. Both of these things are true at the same time. The Lakers are special. They're just not necessarily special to LeBron the way that they're special to you. They're, they're, right. they're a chapter in his book. And that's fine. And this is where this is where you talk about perceptions and realities. Quickly, I'll say this before we get out, Travis. If you're going to give me championship or bust, we must define what bust is. That's where we are right now with the Lakers. 
All right, we'll do that. We'll define bus. We'll take more of your phone calls as well. 877-710-ESPN. And Laker fans are, well, they're doing what they do. That's next. It's Travis Slee. Yates in for Slee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. <laughs> yes. Just, when, when you walk across the street to the guy, do you have like the little rag in your back pocket, a bottle of Windex in your left hand? Just kind of No, <laughs> I'm observing. I don't need but to No help. pad? You go to reporter mode? No, I bring other things that involve a lot of packaging, if you get my point. I do. And then I, do. I just observe. It's a way for me to calm myself <laughs> on my way about uh, uh, my day. I just all, all the pieces just doubled into. I've never watched Voyeur. You might. There we yeah. go. <laughs> yes, that's a great way to put it. <laughs> Detailing awesome. Voyeur. The car wash is less exciting. Car washes are actually kind of grimy on some level, but that's kind of. Yeah, yeah. No, for, forget <laughs> that. All right, Francis and Glendale with a quick tweet here. Uh, I like how Clinton remembers his at bats for that pickup softball game, like he's Tony Gwynn <laughs> going up against Greg Maddox in a random June game. What do you want me to say, man? I played a lot of baseball. I remember pitch sequence. It's a big thing to me. I don't know how else to describe that. A guy was painting the corner. He had this yeah. this rise ball that was going over the ball top. Was up top. I was chasing it out the zone. He was stayed back the second time. Little looper over the second. Anyway. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage. Visit Progressive.com. Uh, Let's try Ken in Newport Beach. Ken, you're on with uh, Travis and Clinton. What's up, Ken? Uh, hi, guys. Um, by the way, it looks like it's going to rain out here. Um, so before the All-Star game on seven ten, there was a, uh, a female announcer and then there's one of the guys that's on the afternoon show with uh, after you guys and after Mason and Ireland. And they were talking about the Lakers. And specifically, they were talking about what appeared to be a lie made by Palenka that LeBron was very unhappy with. Um, had to do with not making any moves after the trading deadline had started. So uh, then they got into some other things, and the the male person who was on later on in the afternoon very specifically said something I've been saying for a long time, that Rob Palenka had no experience in the NBA, zero. He, not even a ball boy. He wasn't a scout. He was nothing. And for well, some, okay, let, know, let's jump in on this, Ken, real quick. Um, so just let's go back a little bit. I think what Ken is referencing, the first thing he referenced was – after the trade deadline had come and gone and the Lakers did not do anything, Rob Palenka issued a statement saying that 
everybody was on the same page, that he had consulted with Anthony Davis and LeBron James, and they all were okay with sure. where they were at the end of the break. And nobody Le- believed that. And nobody believed it. And then LeBron made it clear through channels, because that's, again, LeBron diplomacy, that, that, right. was, that he was not okay with it, that he wanted to have a deal done, that in particular maybe that John Wall for Russell Westbrook deal was something that Clutch may have been interested in in, in trying to get separate that, that element, done. Separate element in this power struggle as well, by the way. A- absolutely. So that's what he's referencing. And the lie, as Ken put it, was, you know, look, it's very hard to talk about Rob Polinka Clinton and not think about the way that Magic Johnson left. And the way that when Magic Johnson left the organization, he made it very clear that the reason he was leaving is he did not trust Rob Polinka, that he felt Rob Polinka was duplicitous, that he was not honest, that he was an operator that was not in good faith, and that he yeah. felt he couldn't do it anymore. So you hear things like this where he said, no, no, we're all good. And then LeBron's like, no, we're not. And, oh. and this is kind of coming back to what we were talking about at the beginning, this idea of what is bust. Is yeah. bust literally hit the button, detonator, boom, everything's gone, and let's start from scratch other than ownership? Is that bust? I don't know. And that's where, that's where this discussion, like, sometimes when you discuss problems in your household or in your family, there's, you know, there's things that happen where you're like, listen, at some point we have to do something. And what it is that we do, we have to discuss. We can't just discuss things in the context of the goals. And so when you say, when these Laker fans tell me, oh, it's championship or bust, nothing else works, what is bust? Are you going to fire Palenka? Are you going to trade AD? Are you going to run these guys until the wheels fall off? Or are you going to perhaps bust the season and shut it down so you have a chance next year because you do not have a lot of tradable assets and turning over this roster yet again is not an option? I ain't trying to hear championship or bust until you tell me what bust is about. Because championship ain't happening. And I think the definition of what the bust is is going to be more critical to what this team is in the next five years than what would be if they made some run to the second round. Well, this is the question they have to ask themselves. And this is the question that I've been asking Laker fans. And and I think the answer has been no for a couple of seasons. And it really has been no every season other than the year they won a championship. And the question is this. Is Anthony Davis good enough to be the best player on a team that wins a title? The The answer is no. it's always been no. He was nearly as good as LeBron during the championship run. I mean, had he won the MVP, I think everyone would have gone, yeah, that makes sense to me. Sure, it wouldn't have have been a big deal if that happened. At all. He he was at a level that was extraordinary. He hit that point where you went, yep, he's one of the four or five best players in this league. And, And it felt sustainable. The fact timely, matter, timely, timely offense and tremendous defense. Remember, he hit that shot against the Nuggets. They do not advance without him. That was a big part of that, too. He wasn't just no getting question. garbage time minutes. He was a big-time player for them. No question. But his entire career in, in New Orleans was meh. Not, not, they not won personally. One, they, won they won one, one playoff, playoff series. series. One. Six years? Yeah. A lot of time missed because of injuries. And, look, we've seen this happen across the NBA. No one's saying you got to go win a championship by yourself, but you need to impact series by yourself. Luka with Dallas, right? Like he's taking over and doing things that are, you you know, it's coming. He comes to LA, he wins a championship. Since then, same thing. Hurt all the time and inconsistent high marks. And, and, and and he hit some lows. So, this is the long way around to getting your question about the bust is, the bust may be, we have to, because the next stop after LeBron was we've got Anthony Davis as our best player. We're fine. Oh, as LeBron descends, we're, here, we're, we're still here, so we're okay. Now that's not the truth. The truth isn't, look, once LeBron goes to play with his kid or goes back to Cleveland or calls it a day or whatever the next layer of the LeBron story is, 
Anthony Davis as your best player is not a good starting point. It's not going to work. And this is this is where the Palinka element comes in. I was telling you, it all comes together. Does Palinka, if let's just say, and we're 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 deep into speculation mode here. So LA, please calm down. These are not facts. I'm just thinking things through in terms of potential scenarios. Let's say Palinka takes your stance and he says, listen, AD is not the answer, but he goes to Jeannie and he says, hey, Jeannie, I think we can find a way to spare LeBron's last two years with us, but it involves getting rid of AD. And Jeannie says, hey, Kurt Rambis. No, I'm joking. But Jeannie says, um, <laughs> magic's on line two. I magic got it right. Yeah, that's when magic comes back in. But Jeannie says to LeBron, hey, what if we get rid of AD? How does that work? And LeBron says, no. Does Jeannie have enough power or just gumption to say, we're doing it anyway? That's because I own the Lakers. This is where the Planet LeBron Laker Nation thing comes back. And it's not even a bad thing. It's not even a personality thing. It's a legitimate power broker thing that you have to contend with. That's the question we have to ask. Can LeBron stand up to what is the combination of Palinka and Jeannie or whoever the GM is then? That's it right there. That's it right there. No, you just said it. And you, and you you ran through a bunch of names. Who who's yeah. actually deciding? Who who is? I yeah. mean, Jeannie is the owner, and ultimately she has the final say on anything that's going on in that organization. So she's the one that is going to thumbs up or thumbs down the whole thing. But she's got people that she leans on. I I, I, sure. I mentioned this last week. The the report that when, when she it wasn't a report. She said it. She goes, you know, I still talk to Magic. We still we still are in communication, and, and that was one of these. Uh oh. Uh oh, yeah. that that was a real uh, because you have a GM who Magic hates. You have a GM who has had a history of being, shall we say, less than entirely forthcoming, and now you've got the owner who's got the GM who's talking to this guy over. That's not a good recipe for having a, a, the hand on the wheel of the ship and figuring out no. where you want to go. That that part to me really jumped out as. I don't know who's ultimately making the decision. She's making the decision, but who's giving her the information? Who's giving her the advice? Who's Is it LeBron? Is it Magic? Is it Palinka? Is it the Rambuses? Who, who is the person that's whispering in her ear? It's a good question because I think that that also illustrates how difficult, and I'm not trying to be some apologist for Rob Palinka. I'm just looking at this nominally. That's a hard job, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like Whether you've got tons of NBA experience or not, dealing with a force like the Lakers – coming in touch with LeBron, never mind Clutch being involved from a shadow campaign perspective. Like, bro, that's not an easy gig for Palinka. And I do think that if nothing else, what you're saying, removing him from the situation might just be the easiest solution that defines what a bust is to please the fan base. It's not necessarily the smartest move in terms of like what actually changes, but it's the most palatable thing where you can say, we did something, here's what we thought part of the problem was, here's what we're going to try to make a solution. You just better hope that person is somebody who likes LeBron. Let's try Daryl next. Daryl is in Alameda. Daryl, you're on with uh, Travis and Clinton. What's up, Daryl? Hey, guys. I hope you can hear me well. Yep. Um, yep. You had mentioned that LeBron is bigger than the Lakers. No way. The Lakers are way bigger than LeBron could ever be. LeBron as an individual, yes. He's a powerful individual athlete, icon and all, but not bigger than the team. Also, LeBron and AD asked for Russell Westbrook. They got what they wanted. And I stand behind the Lakers' decision. You guys make it work. Period. LeBron has a history of destroying teams. 
He's done it in the past. The only team he wasn't able to do it with was the Heat because Pat Riley wasn't having it. Okay, that's a fair point. I appreciate the phone call. But his, I, I, as much as I disagree with the concept of destroying teams, he does make a good point about backbone in the front office. The Pat mm-hmm. Riley element in Miami certainly made a difference in how a lot of things happen. And that's something that you can't – I mean, look, you can't argue against that being sort of part of the norm in the NBA. 85 90% of the teams that LeBron goes to, LeBron's going to behave that way. You know, LeBron's going to run it that way because LeBron deserves to. Sorry, He's just too good and he's too smart and he's got too much, uh, you know, just sort of social capital in the league to not give him what he wants. The, the, the reason why it's hard to just say, okay, just work it out and then kind of blame LeBron is that by next week you'll be saying, why didn't this happen? Why didn't that happen? Like, you're okay with watching these old guys run it back for a whole season? I don't think Laker fans are being as real with themselves as they can be about that. Nobody wants to see another season of this, Trav. Nobody. No, no. And, and I want to throw one more thing in there before we go to factor cap because this, LeBron is bigger than the Lakers to LeBron. Yeah, you, you, I'm not saying that one's valued more than the other. What I'm saying is, is that LeBron's brand and to the is, NBA for that matter, too. and to the NBA is what it is. The Lakers to Laker fans, I get it that it's bigger to you. I understand that. I understand that the Lakers are bigger than, and that's also true. They can both be true at the same time. That it's where you're, which which side of the street are you standing on? Which way are you looking at this? Because LeBron James, you you saw it yesterday when they brought out these seventy five guys. There are tears to this. Everybody out there was an extraordinary basketball player, but there's a reverence for some of these guys that is different than other players. There's Correct. a reverence for Michael Jordan. There's a reverence for LeBron James, for AI. Kobe Bryant, for AI. Yeah. There's just there's just different guys that are bigger than any one individual team. They're just they they do, they're bigger than the league almost. Almost, yeah, you're right. And and I think that that's where this becomes difficult because LeBron is one of the few guys who I think in the era in which he blew up, the league did too. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so like, it's, 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 it's almost like a double bonus, if you will, because it's like, well, the league is bigger now and he's big. Well, okay. Guess you're just going to have to deal with that. You know, are you, are you going to be the one that tells LeBron? No, that's really what the question is. And that's really hard to do at year, whatever it is of his existence, which is numerous and, you know, <laughs> veteran laden. The guy's just been around long enough to have more clout than most people he comes up against. And still one of the best players in the league. That's Correct. the part that defies explanation. Correct. 19 years of all this equity and capital. Oh, and by the way, I'm still the third best player. Second? I mean, you're not getting much past that. He'll still before. give you 25 a night, and you will not like it. Nope, no. and, and, and he can change any game at any point Correct. that he wants more often than not. All right, Factor Cap coming up next. Does included gratuity help or hurt? That's next. It's Travis <laughs> Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, guys. Hope Hello. you had your, a good long weekend, or I guess ours is an abbreviated long weekend, but regardless, quick story? didn't have to work. Quick story to try. Go ahead, Clinton. So on Friday, we did this with Kirk, and she was like, hey, welcome to Factor Cap. And I was like, listen, you can skip the awkward parts where you explain the joke, because we're both black people. We know what it is. <laughs> Let's move right along. It was hilarious. Anyway, me recalling yeah. a joke I made on Friday that I laughed at on Friday. Just <laughs> it, it was a good joke. you don't laugh at your own jokes, who is Clint? What are we doing? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> what are we doing here? All right, guys. Up first, so uh, I love, so with my day off, I uh, went to the farmer's market. I love farmer's markets. It's the best. But you feel bad if you don't buy something from from someone at a farmer's market. Travis, this is Factor Cap. Uh, it's a good question. No, it's cap. I don't feel bad. It's always, it's always, there's always that weird moment when you like, you chat the guy up or the woman up and you like, maybe they'll offer you one of the strawberries. Oh, you know, these were just picked this morning and it's really <laughs> good and you like it. And maybe she gets you off a little slice of mango and it's like, oh, that's pretty good too. And you're like, all right, later. Like, it's yeah. always kind of See? a weird moment when you walk away. <laughs> but then the, the alternative is she wants you to buy a basket of strawberries and they're $11 and there's four strawberries in there. It's like I, you, you can't stick me for that. Like we, we got to meet in the middle at some point. So this might be a fact because J-Girl came home the other day and she had just gone to the farmer's market. And she was like, oh, they've got all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't, I don't see any items. What are you talking about? She's like, well, I was just grazing. I'm like, grazing? What do you mean? She's like, well, I sampled a lot of the stuff, yeah. but nothing came home. And I'm like, what? It's terrible. Why are you there if you're not bringing anything home? To graze. I, feel, I mean, I didn't feel bad. I mean, I didn't think she did the wrong thing, but I was like, how much do we actually need? The, I don't know. I think there is an awkwardness there because at, it's not like going to Costco where like, you're, oh, yeah, load me up. These come out of a truck that are made in a factory. Well, and it's, you know that, uh, you know, uh, Chef Boyardee isn't standing right. there looking at you saying, hey, you're going to buy these raviolis or not. When it's the guy that grew the damn avocado, it's a little bit different. Like you, you're you're literally the taking idea, money out of his pocket. The Chef Boyardee of like a, a conglomerate. Very aggressive Chef Boyardee being behind a desk at a farmer's market with a hat on. <laughs> right. Hey, get yeah. over here, Mama These Celeste. You're delicious. You know? Mama Celeste anyway. with her pizzas. It's hard to say no to Mama. But if it's just you know, if it's just right. the the corporate icon, that that's a different deal. It's, it's um, a big ag. It's easy. Yeah. Yeah, well, the, the, so do you get skeeved out by this? Because when you go, uh, the vegetables, fruits and vegetables are fine, right? Like you feel yeah. like you feel pretty good about that and you get it. But it's when you get to the meats and the fishes that are all, then they just open the cooler behind the counter. You're like, Ooh, I don't love that. Why? That's, that's, mm. that's, like, that's I know you're telling me. me you caught this yesterday, but uh, that piece of salmon, uh, I, for all I know, that was been in there for a week. Like I, I'm always mark, weirded out I'm by that. If I'm at a proper fish market. That's one thing, but I'm not. You don't. You don't. You don't just sort of glom on the meat market to the farmers market. That's not just an. That, meat markets are not adjacent to farmers markets to me. They're a separate entity that needs hey. to exist on their own. 
you like steaks? Uh, yeah. Well, look at these pigs. Like, yeah, those are nice looking steaks, but they're in the bottom <laughs> of your Yeti cooler next to your half consumed Gatorade. And I don't I also want that. come from. I also come from a place where like day old food sold out of freezers is like a thing. You know what I'm saying? That people buy at cut rate. So like for me to consider buying something out of a cooler at premium rate doesn't exactly work. I'm also a guy that I have a relationship with my grocery store butcher. That's where I go. Those guys are the best. They'll hook They'll you do up. Anything you want, just because people want to, you know, they want to talk to people. You know what I'm saying? It's great, and they're skilled butchers. It's yes, fantastic. they are. Pro tip. <laughs> okay, next. Uh, FOMO is the worst part of social media. Clinton, is this factor cap? This is cap. I mean, you got to understand though. Like, I'm operating on a different plane than a lot of people are, and I don't say that in terms of like largeness. I just mean like I use it for my job. So like, oftentimes when I can get away from it, it's like thank God. Not the other way around where I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe I missed that meme that was hot for two hours on a Tuesday morning that determined what the jokes were for the rest of the week. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need that. You know what I mean? What I do need is when I'm on there for it to matter, not the other way around. Yeah, I, I don't have FOMO for many things, and I really don't have it for social I also media. love hearing you say FOMO, Travis. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> that's like, what this is about. <laughs> making me say cap and FOMO. I got teenage kids. I'm, 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 I'm ready to go with this stuff. Okay. It's fine. Okay. Um, no, here's the thing. Like, Clinton, I will interact with you on social media occasionally. If I yeah. see something that you have posted, I will respond to it occasionally. Like, I like to use it as a communication tool for people that maybe I don't see all that often, maybe that but I don't you know. talk to yeah. all that often, but I know them, right? It's, it's right. just it's a way to connect. But I don't do that thing where I see a couple of my buddies who are out surfing. It's like, oh, gosh, I wish I was out there. It's like, oh, cool. <laughs> I'm glad they're having a good time. I, you know, right. it's, it, I, I'm good. I don't, I don't really have the FOMO gear. And I said it. Twice. I will say this though: <laughs> Just a lot Emily of people, happy. a lot of people have told me that like, I have a lot of friends who have been like, "Bro, you post all the stuff that you do," and I'm fortunate enough to do a lot of stuff for my job. And so when I first started talking to the woman I love, she was like, "Dude, your Instagram's kind of intimidating." She's like, "You got a lot of stuff on there," and I was like, "No, I appreciate that." Post but a I, picture I, with your detail guy in the butcher. And you know what? I <laughs> just should. bring it, bring I it should, back should, down to the reality. I should just make a whole local neighborhood tour, show you guys all the spots that I go to and all the Here's Clinton's butcher at Albertson's. Annoy. Here's yeah, the detail exactly. guy on his street. Here's me in a Ralph's. Get Al 15. You know? Get a picture with your mailman. You're going to be the Juan. Right, exactly. You're going to be fine. You've got plenty of guys in your life. <laughs> okay. Uh, this next one it. is a submission from my older sister. So if the waiter or waitress has gratuity included on uh, your slip, you tip more. Travis, this is factor cap. You like an, an addition to like if they they're in addition they, to the uh, gratuity that is as part of your that they put on the slip. Do you yeah. tip on top of that? Almost always, it, the, because you know usually I, I I like to think that I'm a fairly generous tipper. So yeah. usually those usually those uh, gratuity included are like eighteen and a half percent typically because typically that's, they that's, only have that's, one. That's peanuts. That's exactly for the Rogers Estate. No, okay. I'm just saying that if you have a giant <laughs> party of like eight or ten people, right? They've that's got a, a different big matter. thing. Yeah. It's a different. You, you gotta. Th that's a little bit different. But no, I'm. I'm kind of a. I'm gonna start at twenty, and we're gonna climb from there. And short of you f dropping the plate of food in my lap, we're not going down. <laughs> so right. you know, I, I. I'm. I. Yeah, I'll, I'll always add a little something on top of that. Super fact for me as well. I definitely do that. I'm also the kind of person that tips in like 
actual numbers, like as in like I'm either giving you 10, 20, or 40 or $50. I'm not going by percentages. You're not I mean, going for 1737? You know, yeah, the percentages <laughs> rule what I'm giving in terms of the base, but like for that, I'm moving up to the nearest dollar. I'm rounding up to the not dollar, but to the nearest sort of amount that I care about. So, yeah, I definitely do that. Uh, by the way, quick update from Corporate Greg. He yes. says on the text, Absolutely, it is a problem and wrong. Don't force me out of my good tip. <laughs> well, they're not. They're they're actually lowballing themselves. Absolutely, right? Not. They're, they're going you know to the low saying? side. I don't understand this logic from Bergman, but Dude, okay. So here's here's a thing that I didn't know that people do that this got ex- this I would not explain. That's the wrong word. Um, illuminated to me the other mm. day. Did you know that some people will take out the alcohol and not tip on that? Like if okay, you get a bottle so of wine, like let's that, say the I bottle mean, of wine's forty dollars, they'll remove look, forty dollars and then look, tip on the rest. Unless that's, you go to, to the bartender and tip the bartender specifically, I feel like that's BS. I worked at a bar. I've been a bartender. I've cooked at a bar. I've served at a bar. That is the most I hate that. nonsense thing yes, of all time. You. I'm sorry. It's just the way. It's it's you know it's one of those deals where, and I don't mean to get all off on this, but let me explain something to you all, folks. There are certain things in my philosophy of life that are just worth paying more for. And often my time is half of it. You think I'm going to sit there and recalculate some prorated check? Get out of here, man. You know what I'm saying? I got better things to do with my life than break down itemized bills based on alcohol and non-alcohol sales. I'm sorry. That's just not worth my time. Amen. Amen. Also, apparently Mace doesn't tip, so uh, we can uh, put that on him, on too. anything? I don't know. I wow. just heard from That's another a, show. I, I, I don't know Mason really well, but I would be shocked. He got he got, he got thrown under the coals because he didn't tip, uh, I think, when they went out to a bar the other day. So we can, uh, Ooh, we can do that. that look, that's by the way, one. that's a great tell on yourself, right? Like, if right? that's – if, if I – Clinton, if you and I went and had a couple of beers after the show one day, yeah, right, and let's say the bill's forty dollars, and you threw twenty in there and looked at me like, okay, we're done, right? I'd be like, right. now that's hold a up a second, yeah, yeah, hold no, up. No, that's a, that's a great call, Travis. There's no way other than like, there's one great way to the that guy's not cool house, which is the tipping situation. There's that that can't happen. The way I run my program, that can't happen. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't. That's not how we do. That's not how we like to do things out here. You know, we teach our coaches a little bit. Wow, Sean, <laughs> Sean Sean Page just popped in. Where, where is he? Where is <laughs> that he? was weird. Okay, just I, popped up on my porch. Anyway, I have one more left. Uh, also for my sister, uh, she had a fun weekend. She just texts me randomly. Oh, this is for Factor Cap. I'm like, all right, thanks, Claire. Uh, so, you have you have friends over and you all split takeout. So like, you have everything brought to your house. You're hosting. You guys all split. We got. It's acceptable for you to keep the leftovers because you were the host. Clinton, is this factor cap? Yeah, but I mean, like, uh, is everybody leaving there immediately the next day? Like, how much food are we talking about here? I feel like that food would get eaten. So, say it's a pizza. Say, say it's like you got three pizzas. It's between you no, and a couple friends. Pizza does and- not. Pizza does not meet the requirement. Like, if there's real food that's made, sure, pizza up for grabs. Sorry, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, it's just pizza. You can get another pizza. If somebody, if if there was a potluck. And people made food, and it was like, hey, you know, just leave the food. Okay, that's a different story. But if it's like, oh, yeah, I got three pieces of Domino's. If anybody <laughs> eats it, I'm not getting up till 1 p.m. I'm going to have a problem. Absolutely not. Come on, man. That's, well, that's it depends. Not. Okay, so uh, just so I understand the question correctly, I'm, I'm hosting an event at my place. Yeah, you're hosting a couple friends. Hosting a couple of friends. and I'm You had a ordering... couple people over for the dunk contest. And yeah, you and, and I bought Chinese food for everybody. 
Do yeah. I get to? Yeah, I mean, if or, I'm, yeah, whatever. I'm not going to send somebody home with a little spoonful of kung pao chicken, right? <laughs> we'll, we'll leave that. But in if my, somebody brings a Tupperware and they're like, "Oh, can I take I guess, some?" Yeah, sure. Go ahead, knock yourself out. If it's that important to you, go ahead and take the. Uh, I want to know. Of, this is more importantly. When? Did, why did this come up? Why is Claire asking this question? Was there? Was there? Was there a? Uh, did no. she get shorted, or did somebody take her stuff? I think someone right. took her stuff. She tends to host. I didn't know the full context because she texted me at a, a very early hour East Coast time. So it's like Claire's probably a little drunk right now. So uh, she's probably <laughs> oh, a little oh, testy. That early. Okay. But yeah. uh, I think that she hosted, and someone took some of her leftovers it, that she that she put here, in. Here's the good thing about hosting: if people want to take, it, it helps you get stuff out too, right? If you yeah, want to take your say, stuff with like, you, be my guest. Knock, you knock yourself out. Take is, whatever is she you sure want. it got taken, or did somebody eat it? That's the Trav route right there. No, I just ate <laughs> That's it. That's right. You know, <laughs> it's not going let's, anywhere. Let's say, okay, let's under your under this scenario, it's the dunk contest or the All Star game. The game's yeah. over. Everybody's saying, hey, really, really nice to see you. Thanks for having us over. Okay, cool. I'm eyeing that that uh, bowl full of chow mein. I'm like, so what are we doing with that? So what are we doing here? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. like, that's not going in the trash, right? That's either you're keeping that or I'm bringing it with me. We're gonna and let that, me tell you. Let consumed. me tell you something, Travis. To that point, we we used to do stuff like this in college. This always worked well because I I, I like. In addition to washing cars, I happen to like washing dishes. And so when it was coming to cleanup situations, I'd have a guy be like, listen, you eat this, and then I can clean this because I'm not going to eat this, and I don't want to put it in a Tupperware. We would have been good roommates. Just we would have watched it, this week baseball, right. and you would have done the dishes, and I would have eaten. We would have been fantastic roommates. I think we would have gotten along just fine. a great buddy cop movie waiting to happen. You know? <laughs> Twib notes followed by Trav eats and Clinton cleans up. It's, uh, it's perfect. More of your calls on LeBron coming up in just a little bit. Laker fans not really feeling the king right now. Plus, we finally going to get a rival to the NFL or at least a collaborator for the NFL. It's all coming up. It's Travis and Slee. Yates in for Slee, 710 ESPN. So I'm starting to get the picture filled in a little bit, get a little block here, get a little bit of context there about your mm-hmm. deal, Yates. And so far what I'm getting is you're a bit of a fastidious man. You 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 like to do dishes. You like to watch <laughs> other people wash their cars. I'm, I'm getting the sense that you live a pretty buttoned-up life when it comes to I, cleanliness. No, I've, lear- I've learned this about myself late in life. It's, I think it's a routine thing as much as anything. Like, I, I mean, I like washing dishes in the sense that I like having the kitchen clean. Well, that's process, what I'm getting at. The yeah. process, I know, but the process is what I learned is the most fun part. So, yeah, this is this is. Are you coming through? So you and I are living together, and I just came home from um, – uh, I'm not washing your dishes. <laughs> no, just to wash I'm just saying that I sit at the kitchen table and I go through my uh, number two combo of uh, a taco and a tamale, and I leave a little rice and beans on the table. Are you right behind That's, me with a wet with no, a wet napkin? No, I'm, I'm right up. behind you with this voice telling you to get it together. <laughs> That's even, That's even worse. That's what we're doing. Clinton okay. should you be me. I was going to say, Emily. Okay, <laughs> Clinton. I don't know if you know this, and and em, I'm Emily. Fill in the holes here if I forget a part of this. But Emily has a roommate that is a bit of a control freak that mm. wants to boss her around and and tell her how to clean, when to clean, how all these things. We go. have a chore so, chart. Yeah, that's, a chore that's, chart. That's, oh, that's a lot. We also have to like. Uh, she's very particular about our recycling. She makes us all wash out all of our recycling with uh, soap and water before we recycle it. Soap um, and water. Yep. 
Well, that's, that's bad too for much. the environment. Sorry, that's right? just wasting. That's wasting. <laughs> that's stuff. what I'm saying. I mean, and water. I, I get, now listen, uh, th- this is actually a very interesting conversation because I think fastidious is the best way for me to put that because, like, I'm not. I mean, I would, I would, I would give you a stern look down the nose, <laughs> Travis, for leaving your rappers. But uh-huh. I'm not the kind of person that's going to be like bossing people around. I mean, I'll say what I want, but I think stuff like that is fun. So I don't put tasks in that authoritarian mode of my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I'm, like there, for there example, would be a Yo, Trav, you going to clean that up or what? What are we doing? Yeah, she's are you a, a slob? She's a... If you're not a slob, then clean it up. Because if you're a slob, I'll just call you a slob. But, yeah, but you know, she's like a passive-aggressive go... texter. Like, she'll be like, right. hey, guys. See, that's, she's more concerned about being in control than she is about anything else. It's like people who go to restaurants because they want people to serve them, not because they actually enjoy being among others. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. I'm not like that. It, it, ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance is proud to support vets with its annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program. Now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles, helping vets in need. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. You know what we haven't taken a call on so far today, uh, Clinton? Nobody's called and said, listen, LeBron's right. LeBron, (laughs) no one has (laughs) taken the LeBron angle in all of this. The pro-LeBron lobby. it, It never existed. It it never existed. Even when he came here, it was a, yeah, that's cool. I mean, he's he's good, and we'll we'll take him, and hopefully we win with him, and hopefully he brings some good players with him, and hopefully the organization gets a shot in the arm, and they get back to their winning ways. But there was never the love that we saw last night at the All Star game for LeBron. Love, like love, yeah. love, not admiration, no, not, not respect, respect, love. That has never really been a part of his experience here in L.A. We, when, the, when he wins games and won the championship, yep, you're, you're, this is cool. Thank you for doing this for us, but not you're one of us. No, it was more of a validation than anything. And I think that that was a big, you know, it was, again, the order of operations here was important. Like, the Lakers were in the dumps when LeBron came. It was a real ego check for a lot of the people involved. How big of a deal are the Lakers? Not that big a deal until LeBron comes. <laughs> it's like, oh, wow. It was awkward because fans didn't want to face the reality that, hey, maybe this isn't what we thought it is. It's fine. I mean, every team has ups and downs in terms of what they do. Lord knows. But I remember, I'll never forget it, that pizza incident where he had an event at a pizza place and he it was intimated that he was going to go and he yeah. didn't. He was just like, I'm just giving away pizzas. I think people thought that LeBron thought he was too good for, you know, Lakers fans on some level. And I don't think that that's what that was. I just felt like there was a misunderstanding about what he was bringing to the table versus what they were expecting of him. And he was like, uh, I'm LeBron James. I don't need to grovel to Lakers fans. You what know, I, I, about? Th- there it is. When you were talking about the pizza, you, you, you brushed up against it. And what that last that that's it right there. Yeah. Hey, guys, I, I don't need you more than you need me. And, and 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 it's very it, it's it, it's out there. It's not it's not spoken, but it's very like I, I I'm me. I, I know that you guys are about the Lakers. I'm about me and the Lakers. I my yeah. presence is a thing here. Me being on the Lakers doesn't give me my presence. I am the presence that I am here for you now. And and he's. I think he's done a really good job of becoming a part of the organization, of, of doing the things that LeBron James does both on and off the court. I think he's done a remarkable Agreed. job with that stuff. But he's also just, look, I am LeBron James first. I am a member of the Lakers second. And and Lakers fans just can't get over that. They just can't deal with it. It's just not going to be the thing they do. All right, let's go to Los Angeles and Terry. Terry, you're on with Travis and Clinton. What's up? Yeah, the piggyback on you guys' point I was going to make, they, the Lakers, we missed the playoffs for six straight seasons. 
there's 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 this notion somehow that LeBron is doing something different than any other stars to do. We remember Magic; he got a coach fired. Kobe wanted to go to the Clippers because he needed he wanted the team to make some more moves. He wanted Pau Gasol. Uh, Mike didn't want to go back to play for the Bulls if they didn't bring Phil Jackson back. So the, the, the Lakers fans sometimes are so delusional, like he's doing something different than any other uh, star player has done. James Harden has tried to do it. The difference is James Harden can't win. He's not LeBron. And here's the thing. LeBron seems to be the only one, because I don't see AD standing up, tweeting, saying Laker fans will be better. LeBron has upheld his end of the, uh, up into the bargain. Yeah, he got hurt the first season he came. Other than that, he's playing. He shouldn't, he shouldn't have to be carrying the team at this point in his career. But here we are, and all the fans can do is complain. Here's the thing. How much more meaningful would it have been if Kobe's last game, he went out like that in the playoffs? People go crazy. Oh, Kobe, he scored 60 points last game. We're going, we didn't even make the playoffs. It was a meaningless game, but it was his last game. So, in, in Jeannie Bush, you guys need to pay the money because there's no guarantee holding on to stuff. We, did, can anybody have predicted years ago that we'd go through some crazy pandemic that would shut down the whole country? We don't know what's going to happen in 2027. We don't even know if there'll be a basketball league in 2027, honestly. Yeah, you're about going me. to a dark place, Terry. Wow. You're scaring me. Appreciate that, Terry. <laughs> no, but I think, Terry, but t- Terry, thanks for the phone call, but I think he makes a good point, which is that this is what it's hard for Laker fans to swallow. LeBron's held up his end of the bargain. Yes. Sorry. Want a ring, best player on the team. What do you want him to do? What else do you want him to do? You know what I'm saying? That's where the rubber hits the road. It's really tough. And, and there's one other thing, too. When he's talking about Jordan, he's talking about Magic. He's talking about some Co- Kobe. And Co- Kobe's kind of in the middle of this. But LeBron's very open in how he operates. It's, it, and maybe right. it's not explicit where he's saying, I want this guy and bring him in or else. But it's very obvious that he's involved in this, that he's he's playing the entire game. We're going to pick this guy from this place. We're going to go to Miami together. We're going to come back. I'm going to bring these guys out, these guys. And it's very obvious, whereas before, it was always kind of behind the scenes. You'd whisper to your yeah. agent who would whisper to the owner who would make sure that Paul West heads down the road. That sure, it, yeah. it wasn't quite as blatant as it is now. But I don't think it's all that different. Definitely not. Definitely not. LeBron's being LeBron. Get what you get. Yeah, and and by the way, what you got is a championship. Is it worth it, Laker fans? That's coming up next. It's Travis Slee. Clinton in for Slee, 710 ESPN.